The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is our Gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be, be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay back the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from the heart. My dear friends in Christ, in the parable, after the king canceled this debt for a servant who owed a debt that he could never even begin to start paying back, then the servant who had been forgiven that huge amount did an amazing, unbelievable thing. He found a fellow servant who owed him, well, it says a hundred denarii, maybe we could compare that to owing maybe $20, 50 bucks, something like that. And remember that first servant, he'd been freed 10,000 denarii, which could be like millions or billions of dollars. But here his fellow servant owed him maybe 20 bucks, maybe 50 bucks. And the first servant who'd been forgiven so much, he demanded an immediate repayment of the debt that was owed him. And the debt that was owed him was something that the second servant, he, he would have been able to pay him back, maybe not immediately, but very shortly. It was a small amount. Well, when he demanded repayment, immediate repayment, the second servant, he begged for time and said that he could pay him back and, and rightfully, he probably would have been able to do that. Well, when 
he wasn't able to pay immediately. What happened is that the first servant had the second servant thrown into jail, thrown into prison until he could repay the debt, which would be never because he couldn't make any money while he was in jail, in prison. When the other servants saw what the first servant did, well, they told the king, who then called the first servant in to him and said, you wicked servant, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? The king then handed that first servant over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back his debt, which of course would be something he'd never be able to do. As we look at this parable, we have to ask ourselves, are we like that unmerciful servant? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that we know we sin against God. We know we do that in the past week. Would God be pleased that every, would God be pleased with everything that we've done, with every word that came out of our mouths, with every thought that popped into our heads? Maybe what we should recognize is, well, have we tried to do everything to God's glory, or do we often do what we please and not necessarily care what God says, what God wants? Maybe what we should do is write down all that we've done this past week that has pleased the God, what we know has pleased him. And if we did that, Maybe we'd find out as we wrote those things down that our list would be shorter than we and especially God would like to see. Let's realize that we are like that unmerciful servant in that we have a huge sin debt with our God. And well, we have a huge sin debt and well, by the grace of God, we've been forgiven that huge debt that millions or billions of dollars or more. We've been forgiven a debt which is bigger than our national debt. Our sin debt is a bigger debt than that, but we've been forgiven. Yet it's easy for us who've been forgiven so much, who daily sin much and indeed deserve nothing but punishment, it's, it's still easy for us to say, how dare anyone ever sin against me? When someone wrongs us, when someone hurts or harms us, our sinful nature always wants to get even. That's just the way we are. But God wants us always to remember the way he forgives us and then to forgive as we've been forgiven. In the parable here, the, the king said, Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? Jesus said the king then sent that servant to be tortured. Jesus said, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from the heart. We have been forgiven so much by God. It's important for us to remember 
we had a monstrous sin debt. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. May God then help us to forgive those who would commit sins against us. May God help us to be well forgiven and then also forgiving in our lives. And what does that mean? That means we'll want to work at forgiving. Oh, for example, the shooters at MSU at those grade schools and theaters. We'll want to forgive those terrible criminals like Osama bin Laden or, or Saddam Hussein. We'll want to forgive them for their sin, work at forgiving them, just always thinking about what Jesus said when he was being crucified. He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. He said that. And when we think about people who do some terrible things, we want to have that same attitude. God, forgive them. God, forgive them. Oh, and let's never forget that even though we weren't there, you know, it was my sins and it was your sins that nailed Jesus to the cross. That put him unjustly there, huh? And what did Jesus say about you and me? Forgive them. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What we'll want to do is forgive and then pray that those who have been forgiven, that they wouldn't reject the forgiveness that Jesus has won for them and end up suffering the eternal punishment that they rightfully would have deserved for their sins. We don't want anyone to have to suffer that. That's what we deserve because of our sins, but we've been forgiven. We've been forgiven so much and we'll want to forgive those who would sin against us. Because, well, what Christ did is he died on the cross and he paid for the consequences of all sin. It's not necessary for anyone to suffer eternal punishment. Oh, and let's remember what we pray when we pray the Lord's Prayer. We say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. God, help me always to be forgiven and forgiving. Dr. Paul Turnier, in a doctor's casebook, tells of a girl that he treated unsuccessfully for anemia. Treated her for several months and nothing worked. And because of that, he finally referred her to a medical officer, official, to get permission to refer her to a sanitarium where basically they'd say this is a lost cause. A week later, what happened though is that, that, is that Dr. Paul Turnier got a note from that medical official officer indicating that blood tests on the girl didn't agree at all with the tests that Dr. Turnier had come up with earlier. So a new set of tests were taken and the doctor was absolutely surprised, amazed at the change because for no apparent reason, all of a sudden she was completely better. 
Dr. Turnier sought information from the patient about what had happened and she said, I have suddenly been able to forgive someone against whom I had a terrible grudge. Now at last I can say yes to life. A story like this reminds us that when we hold a grudge or grudges against someone, when we fail to forgive those who would sin against us, what we're doing is we're only hurting ourselves. Only hurting ourselves. But when we forgive, what a heavy burden is taken off of our shoulders, off of our souls. May God help us always to be forgiven in Christ because of what he's done for us. And then also forgiving. Let's keep on forgiving everyone just as God has and keeps on forgiving you and me. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us always to forgive those who sin against us while always remembering how much more you have forgiven us. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.